0: feel like marketing is like one giant puzzle? Yeah, me too. And I have a background in it. I have 24 years of marketing. There are so many possible things to promote your business, podcasts, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, DMs, webinars, emails, ads. It can feel so overwhelming to piece it all together in a way that actually feels good and leads to sales. And at the end of the day, you know, a lot of the times it kind of feels like You're just throwing spaghetti at the wall. But the truth is marketing does not have to be heavy and it doesn't have to be hard. And that is exactly why I'm having the conversation on this episode today with Hannah Hermanson. She is a CEO of Dream Life Marketing and she is dropping some major nuggets of wisdom about how to market your business in 2024. Seriously, you are not going to regret listening to this and you're going to want to grab a pen and a notebook Hannah's been immersed in the marketing world for the last 10 years, building her own business and helping other online coaches do the exact same thing. And she's poised right now to scale to seven figures this year. So listen in as Hannah gives you the three step formula for her signature feminine marketing funnel so you can start taking action. You're listening to the Limitless Life Podcast, helping you simplify mindset and energetics by giving you easy-to-use strategies that'll help you ditch the self-sabotage and move through resistance so you can create your limitless life and business. I'm your host, Brenda Johnston, and as a subconscious mindset strategist, I've learned over the years how to make the deep transformational work even easier and far more effective. So join me weekly for new episodes and get ready to step into your highest potential all right welcome back to the limitless life podcast i have hannah hermanson here with me today and i am so excited about this conversation because i've been watching you for a while that sounds creepy but i love everything you're doing and we're going to talk about a lot of what you're doing so welcome to the show
1: thank you feels good to be here to be seen to be watched
0: That's okay with me now. Yeah, it's okay with me now. That's the key. We'll talk about that. Uh, One of the things that I always talk about, it's foundational to everything I do, is the energetics of business and life. It's like foundational. And what I love about what you're doing is that you're in marketing and you actually fully understand that marketing is all about energy. Mm -hmm. And so when I hear that, I'm like, oh, she gets it. Yeah. So I want to talk about that. Like, how did you, you're the CEO of this amazing marketing company that works with female entrepreneurs. How did you get into that business? And did it always start out as the feminine Mm -hmm. marketing? I want to know about that.
1: Oh gosh. I had no idea what I was doing. No, none of this was like in intentional, right? But it has been very intuitive, right? So in 2017, I had the biggest opportunity in my life to go to this San Francisco and be a yoga teacher and work with this nonprofit. And it lasted exactly two weeks. And then I was in San Francisco with another opportunity to figure it all out. And so I started doing like sharing my story, telling people what were ha- was you know happening, what I was learning, because I kind of just had to like get life coached. I was in this brand new city. I had very limited resources. I was from a small town in Wisconsin and it was really fun. Like I got a lot of dopamine from sharing my story, telling people my like woo woo, like the inspirational card I got at yoga class today because I wasn't willing to go back to a nine to five. And so then I became like a certified life coach and I followed a lot of the curriculum that I think we do when we want to become a coach or start a business. But I've always had a very clear motivation of freedom. Like I was never the kid or like the student in the coaching school that was just like doing things to do it. I was like, but shouldn't we also give advice and like, why are you making me do this 10 page business document? Like, this isn't actually how business works. Like I'm talking to people on Facebook every day and they're like asking me, like, I was just kind of the, now I know I'm a manifesting generator in human design, but I was always the black sheep, even in my family. Like I'm just the black sheep, but I, I was started sharing that and it became magnetic. And so I started doing like brand coaching because people were like, I love what you're saying. I love what you're doing. How are you doing it? I'm like, just saying, no, I'm not following any of the rules of marketing, but I'll tell you what I'm doing. And it started working for them. And then in 2020, I was kind of burnt out on the business coaching side of things. There just became a lot more and a lot more noise. And a lot of that bro marketing you're talking about started to just burn me out. I didn't want to be in that club. So in 2020, I switched to done for you. So taking the things I had learned about copywriting and marketing funnels and doing it for coaches and that I became my own bottleneck. That's not a very scalable business to like do things for other people, although I enjoyed it and it was fun to sell and I had some really great clients, but I just kept seeing the same problems. The same problems as when I was coaching coaches to do their marketing. (laughs) Fitting a round peg in a square hole, just so you know. You, you, I, I'm the black sheep. I like marketing and coaching. Most coaches sign up to be coaches and they cannot wear the marketing hat very well. So that was frustrating. But then when I go even to do the done for you piece, I just saw all these other problems and it always came back to energy. It was like, I can give you the strategy. I can literally do it for you. And it only works when your energy is in place. So now where we are is I've just been like every year, like solving my own problems and then saying, okay, I'll give it to you. Okay. I'll give it to you. Okay. Here's my VA. Okay. Here's my video editor. Here's like literally all the things that I know you need so that you can play the game you need to play, which is the energy game. It's not the algorithm that you need to learn. You need to learn how to be in your zone of genius.
0: Yes. I'm literally over here flailing my arms around because yes, your energy speaks before your mouth even opens. So how did people receive that? Like when you were trying to explain to them, you know, I can give you all this stuff, but you have to show up energetically. How did they, how did they take that?
1: Not well, when I came, when my energy wasn't in the right place. So I was also frustrated at the beginning of like clients just post the thing. Like I literally made it as easy as possible for you. I wrote it, I did the market research, I did all of this and then they like still weren't like doing like taking it to the finish line. And so I I at first came at it as a task, right? Like I just I just need you to do this thing. And so they would do it, but again, it like this energy piece. So it wasn't until I made this shift. And I think we're going to talk about sort of this spiritual journey that comes with growing your business. Like I also had to come from this place of guys, we're making a lifestyle change. Marketing is not a task. We're not just checking the box, getting things posted. I actually need you to like live and believe and vibe this. So there was, again, this like disconnect between just giving it to them and say, post this, and then them like coming from their good energy and them thinking of marketing as a process, not a task. Mm. When we think about marketing like a task, just getting things out, then that's the energy we put into the world. I even, okay, I'm just having flashbacks now because I was like, I had no idea what I was (laughs) doing. I had no idea what I was doing in 2017, but I definitely remember days that I was like, I can't post this today. Like- I I'm going to transmit energy into the internet, and if I don't actually believe this, and if I'm not actually feeling this right now, like I need to post when I have good energy, which I know is not scalable, but it is like a very real thing in the quantum world. Mm -hmm. So again, these coaches who like delegate things or just say get it out to get it out or have to get this funnel up, oh no, it's never going to work from that energy. I've learned. So when I started showing our clients and bringing them up with me and saying hey, you hired us as your copywriter. We're completely different this year. We've changed everything. I can't have you thinking of us like, how many deliverables are in my package? And how many posts are we going to do this week? We had to shift. And I literally had to like have new sales calls, even with existing clients to let them know we're showing up completely different. You're still going to have a funnel. You're still going to post. We need content, but we're showing up. We're living a different lifestyle. Now,
0: can I just say, I love that you recognized something wasn't working and instead of continuing to do the thing that wasn't working, you were like, no, I need to have completely different conversations, even with my existing clients, Yeah, because a lot of people are afraid that if they pivot or they make a change or they do something that they're going to lose people. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) i feel like the complete opposite happened with you and you actually started to grow more.
1: Yeah, and this isn't my first rodeo, right? So I've been doing this for eight, I don't even know. It feels like a decade. Let's just say that. We'll round up. It's a new year, math
0: Whatever, math doesn't
1: matter. (laughs) Um, Not as much as we all think it does, that's for sure. (laughs) Um, But this isn't my first rodeo. I've evolved a lot. And I actually think that as entrepreneurs, we should every year be having a different flavor and be adding or changing our offerings because the world is changing and it's changing faster and faster all the time. So, because I had enough practice in working with people in one way and then saying, hey, pivot, Hannah's now like offering a done for you service. I have seen that my people, this is also aligned for my human design. I'm a four, six manifesting generator. And the four, six is very like my people, my tribe. I'm not here for everyone. I'm here for my people. And so I have worked with some of the same clients in completely different ways over the last five years. They just keep following my growth trajectory And this is, you know, creating an offer 101. If you are five steps ahead of someone, you can help them. And so as I evolve, my clients love evolving too. They want to make quantum leaps. They want to go to seven figures. So I just have to keep being the role model and showing them, okay, then this is how we're doing things. And I literally say things like that. This is how we're doing things around here now. It's a change, but it's like that warm embrace of like, A warm, fuzzy hug, but I'm also like pushing your back. Like, come on. We're like, yeah, it's going to feel good, but you're coming along with me. And that willingness to role model, I want to speak to because I've seen a lot of coaches who are on a mission to remove themselves from the business.
0: Yes.
1: And they're like hiring coaches and they're delegating and they're creating processes. And for the things that are not your zone of genius, awesome. But For being on purpose and for living in your zone of genius, let's also remember that the goal is not to run away from this. It's actually to like lean into it. And so we have to see those problems and we have to be willing to say this isn't working for clients as the opportunity, as the gateway to that next offer, which by the way, you can charge three times as much with the same people. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it's like beneficial, but I know how it feels like, oh, like I'm a failure, but this is the entrepreneur mindset. And this is what I've had to adopt on the way to seven figures is problems are gateways. How do we solve it? How do we get better? Not oh, I'm so bad. I'm sorry that we just shrink. We have
0: mm-hmm.
1: to lean into the gateways.
0: And I know that you've done a lot of inner work on yourself as well to help you create new empowering beliefs and you know deal with some of the things that had been limiting you. So anybody listening to this, <laughs> the inner work is very important. It's why you're able to show up the way you're able to show up now. And the inner work and the mindset work it's something we constantly have to be doing. And I think that's the piece that a lot of people also don't recognize Mm -hmm. or they're like, Oh, but that I'm focused on strategy and funnels and the things, but we also have to focus on like the insides.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And my pendulum is always swinging. Like You know, going too far in the masculine or going too far in the feminine. And again, I had to like do some energy clearing around shame. Shame for the years I was way too in hustle culture and I gained a bunch of weight and I had adrenal fatigue. And then shame for the years that I was just like basking and racking up credit card debt and just acting as if, right? Like (laughs) that's learning and there are problems. And I think there's this like toxic positivity culture, especially in the feminine energy space that's like, don't even look at your problems just do what you love and quit the rest okay one of my daily practices to this idea that the inner work the mindset work is also an everyday show up go to the gym do the mindset work just like marketing one of the daily questions I ask on my evening walk is if I could start today over what would I do differently and at first I hated that. I was like, it's perfect. Everything is awesome. Moving forward. I don't need to dwell on the past. And then when I actually was like, huh, like I, well, one that always comes up for me is like, I should have eaten lunch earlier. So like cheers to my smoothie right now. Cause I always forget to eat when I'm like excited. Girl, about sex. Same. Yeah. So like, okay, well, yet again, Hannah, you would have had lunch earlier. So how can we make a new commitment? And these are the sort of like daily practices, not to go like have your crying on the bathroom floor existential crisis because you let so much stress build up and you just kept shoving positive affirmations in your head. That just leads to like. Subconscious
0: conflicts. That's what that leads to.
1: Yeah, I'm going to call it constipation in your head of just like, right. But I'm talking about just like every day, this has been my new practice over the last six months of like, okay, if I could just do one thing different or better, sometimes it's eating lunch, sometimes it's taking a different route to spin class. But a lot of times it's like, I would have just like shown up with more confidence. Like I would have went to that conversation, like leading with love instead of, you know, so those nuances really do matter. And I don't think you can really integrate this type of work if you're waiting for a yoga retreat or some like big thing to happen. It truly is the like non-sexy daily habits that we adopt.
0: But that's so important what you just said, because I think a lot of people struggle to do the inner work because they feel like it's going to add more to their day. We're not talking about journaling for two hours a day. You literally said, I go for my walk. I ask myself a question. How does it get any easier than that? And you get some crazy insights from asking yourself that question.
1: It's a really good one, right? (laughs) It is a
0: great question.
1: Yeah. But back to like this task orientation versus the process goals. Okay. This is a big shift getting to six figures. Yes. You can like check the boxes, do the tasks, hustle, hit the numbers, like convince enough people to pay you. Yeah. I've done it. You can do it too. Like go do that. But then to like scale and get your life back, we need to adopt process goals, which as a type A achiever, manifesting generator, I'm specific, like give me a number goal and I'm like, I will chase after it. But now I've had to shift my goals to be more about the becoming. Okay, so I'm making decisions based on like, am I showing up? Am I doing the things that a seven figure queen does? And they are are not like, worried about some of the things that I would have been worried about, or they're not hustling, but they're showing up like, just like the gym. You can't just like go to the gym for one week and then be like, Ooh, I'm fit for my whole life. I, I did that gym boot camp. Here we go. Same thing with mindset and marketing. It's like, how do you integrate it into just the way you show up? And there's tons of like habit hacking and all those sorts of things. But I think for most of us, like goal oriented people, we need to redefine what our goals are. So this year I have three goals. Number one, fun. Number two, magic. Number three, learning. So what this means to me is like, I want to show up and have fun. So like, that's why I'm doing this because this is going to be so fun to have this conversation. But even if this conversation wasn't fun, then I'd go to my second process goal, which is miracles. And so This is like the magic or the synchronicities or just like being more in tune with the universe. Like, oh my God, you said almond milk. I have a story that just happened about that. Like, that's so magical to me. And then even if I wasn't noticing those things, at least I'm learning something. And I'll be honest, I've gone on other shows that I've learned, like, I need to listen to their show before I go on. (laughs) Or I need to have a hard stop so this doesn't go on for two hours, right? Like I'm learning. And so adopting those process goals, I know... I know like we can talk about the systems and the structures and the whole game plan that I have in front of me to go to seven figures, but it's much more about like every day showing up, being in it, having fun. And then the physical manifestations to start popping up. And that's where the magic is. It's less about beating my head against this. Why isn't it working? But like every day I can celebrate, like I'm on the path. I'm having fun. Yes. There are miracles.
0: Mm, I want to talk about this showing up thing. Cause I also know that you took a year off of social media. And I know as a
1: marketer, as someone who owns a marketing agency, I was like, "Mm, social media, we're We're on a break.
0: Right. And I know there's a lot of people who loathe showing up on social media. What was that like? Like, what was it that led to you going, I'm taking a break from this and then coming back to it. How's that been for you and the business?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was that person in 2022 that just loathed social media and I had multiple accounts and I was putting so much money into like team and like management and just like the content machine. And it just, it wasn't where our clients were coming from. And I was also gearing up for last year, which 2023 was a seven in numerology, which is very much about just like the spiritual journey. And oof, I embraced that year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and, I, and I think it's really good. I, I do believe it's all divinely orchestrated. So I did run some numbers and I did look at, okay, how much energy, monetary, time, team is going into social media and how much are we getting back? And it didn't didn't balance out at the time and I was living in a lot of fear of judgment I I would like literally lose sleep and I just hated that where I would like post something and then I'd be like am I racist am I gonna get canceled does this make sense like what does my high school boyfriend think of this you know just like those like 2 a.m thoughts were pretty exhausting so I just said I'm gonna plug that energy leak I'm just going to not do it and then a new podcast idea came through and we were able to improve some of our email marketing and some of our LinkedIn strategies because I didn't have the social media energy going out. I was able to like redistribute that and honestly just win back so much mental real estate Mm. and turn down a lot of those voices of judgment and fear and just get mental real estate back. And I'm really grateful for it because now I've been able to show up truly like a different version of myself. Last year, I haven't done this in a while, but there's a quantum leaping meditation on YouTube. And they literally have you envision this next version of yourself. And I feel like I'm showing up more as that version I practiced in my head, if that makes sense, where like, totally does she doesn't have the same belief she had on social media in 2023. It's not even the same people watching her. I'm showing up completely different with our strategy and also my energy is like I actually don't care if my high school friends know anything about astrology. This isn't for them. Like this is for the two people that are going to reach out and have reached out and said that was really helpful. So yeah, it was I see now like how crazy it was. Like there there was some of that shame of like what the heck was I thinking? And it's all working out. It's all part of the magical unfolding. Because now I love it. And now we have a totally different strategy and we can go into that. But I needed to recalibrate and show up, not just like, what am I going to post? But how am I going to vibe? How am I going to like, how is my brain and energy coming to this different has been huge.
0: And I think it's really important too, because you're working with your clients and getting them to tap into their energy and show up in a way that's creating their beautiful energetic signature. And you're actually doing the same thing. It's like, look at, I'm showing up in this way, and this is how I'm creating this energy. So how has it shifted your overall like strategies?
1: Yeah. So To the point of being the role model and noticing the problems. So a lot of our clients and just the people I naturally attracted last year also load social media and were unwilling to do social media for their businesses. So we were doing a lot of website, email marketing, and like enticing them to go to LinkedIn. And they were getting like trickles of clients, but it wasn't the sort of like 50K month that they wanted So this is also where I had to be honest and look at, well, why isn't this working? And the truth is we were posting just to post, to like keep the lights on. And we talked to the same audience all year long. And that's fine if you wanna like have one event and just see what happens. But then if you wanna like rehost that same mastermind or that same webinar, we run into problems because no one's interested because we're not growing the audience. So I definitely identified across the board, myself and our clients, we had an audience problem. We just weren't growing as fast or as big as we wanted to, to hit those bigger numbers in sales. So I did so much research, Brenda, like the number of sales calls that I was on last year kind of like trips me out because I was looking so much for the mastermind or the mentor or the agency, or I was like talking to bro marketers, like even like, okay, just teach me these things and I'll Hannah, i because (laughs) you're hitting the numbers I want. I just like, I wanted to know who could help me, who could come in and like help us with volume and speed. I knew our messaging was good. I knew enough about nurturing people, but I needed volume and speed. And again, back to the point of all these coaches trying to get out of their business, I was really disappointed with a lot of their offers and no one was giving, like showing me what I wanted. So I realized this isn't me joining a mastermind. This is me doing market research. And so I started dissecting their funnels and I started looking at how they were getting, how they were doing sales and how they were getting people into their audience. And then I just realized I had to be the girl to create it because no one has this offer that we have. So what I found is that, oh, my God, they're all using social media, Hannah. Ding, ding, ding. OK, common denominator. They all have an active social media presence and they're growing their audience, whether they're audience sharing by doing strategic partnerships. I don't know if you've done this research, Brenda, but like Amy Porterfield and Jenna Kutcher suddenly becoming like best yeah. friends it's because they've created seven figures of income for each other because mm-hmm. they have audiences and they share it. So I started just seeing all these, you know, these like people who just like, all these people moved to Austin and basically made a mastermind and now they're all hitting a million. I'm like, because they're sharing audiences yeah. and they're in each other's energy, which is great. So whether they're sharing audiences or they're running ads or they're doing things to grow their audience by like thousands of people per month. I'm not talking just on LinkedIn, you can make 400 connections a month. You can do like a hundred a week. Okay, they were getting like, A 1000 new people a week. So exponential growth is in audience growth. Mm -hmm. So they're sharing audiences and they're leveraging ads, but not the kind of ads that I was running. Even in like 2017, they're running attraction ads. So they're truly just getting eyeballs onto their stuff, whether it's boosting a great post. Again, you can literally go start looking at people. If you take this market research lens that I finally did with my market strategy brain, I was like, you know, there's a reason why this post has a thousand likes and this post has 20,000 likes. She boosted that one. She knew it worked. So she put more eyeballs on it. So we just needed to start getting more eyeballs. And so this is why I'm showing up to social media so differently now. It's not this like, okay, I have to post something new and exciting. Like, look at this sexy new lead magnet I came up with. No, I just need new people coming in and seeing the great things that I was posting just to post, but now I'm posting for new people to come in and go through our feminine marketing funnel.
0: Yeah. And it's totally different energy. And I think where a lot of people get tripped up also is they keep creating new things and throwing spaghetti at the wall. And it's like, whoa, you don't need 5,000 different offers and freebies and whatever. You need specific ones that are going to, appeal to the people that you're bringing in. It's not like I was talking to somebody the other day and she had like, I think eight different coaching offers. And I was like, Whoa, if I was a client coming into that, I wouldn't even know how to work with you because I have too many options.
1: Totally. Yeah. Yeah. This sort of like this idea of rinse and repeat. So I always say marketing is just about finding what works and doing more of it. So before, before we had the audience problem solved, we as like copywriters and strategists were always working with clients to come up with that next thing because their audience wasn't growing. So okay, your audience saw the webinar about breaking limiting beliefs around money in March. Okay, what can we give this same audience in July? We needed to come up with new things because we didn't have new eyeballs, mm-hmm. right? This is like this is the fatigue in your audience. So You can get out of that constantly coming up with new things, wondering what's gonna stick and start thinking about rinsing and repeating what has worked. So now this is our CEO's funnel. It starts with the C. This is our feminine marketing funnel and it follows the CEOs if you wanna take notes. The C starts with connecting. And again, this is where you can have great content and you can resonate with your audience, but if new people aren't seeing it every single week, A lot of these other things aren't going to be as relevant. So we need to be making connections. Like I said, whether that's sharing audience, boosting some posts, making at least, you know definitely go make your 400 LinkedIn connections if you're not doing that, like doing something to get new eyeballs into your audience all the time. We do attraction funnels. So this is where we boost good posts and we run some ads to literally just say, if you are this type of person or you're into this topic, come follow me. We're not trying to sell anything in ads. I don't recommend playing that game anymore. You really just need to think about attracting attention, just attention, followers. Then when these people become followers, then is when we start to kind of play this like plug and play, match the pieces to those relevant freebies that you have. Because I think most of the people listening, Brenda, it's not that like, it's okay that you created a lot of stuff we can use that stuff. You just don't have to keep creating more. I'd love for Mm -hmm. your energy to be somewhere else. So for our clients, we literally have a list of all the things that they're willing to give away for free. And I've had to like nudge a lot of clients and say like, okay, I know you used to charge like $2,000 for this, but that's not going to work anymore. (laughs) We like literally need to give your best stuff away for free. So we have a list of all the stuff they're willing to give away for free. And then we have a little list of like, what problems does this solve? What topic does this relate to? So that as new followers are coming in and they're saying, oh my God, I also have an audience problem, then we can follow up and be like, we have this awesome resource for you. It's much more personalized, it's much more permission based. We're asking people to raise their hand, let us know, like, what do you want to hear about? What, you know, or we'll come, we'll have people comment on our post if it resonates with them so we can get them the next resource which is engaging. So this is the E piece of the CEO's funnel. So this is where we give like things that you would have used to charge for. Give your actual solutions away. Give those webinars that actually move them through an experience. Let them like demonstrate your magic. Demonstrate to them your actual magic. And so this is where, again, you have to Trust that the world is changing and asking you to change with it. And so be willing to be that thought leader, which I could go on and on about that whole strategy and how essential this is too. But engage, give them real value. Because then we also engage the law of reciprocity. When you, me, like as a consumer, When I like spend an hour of time with your podcast, Brenda, like, I feel like I want to like indebted, like like, this was so good. I want to like, thank you for it. Or I want to share it on my stories. And there is this like psychology law that when you give a lot to people, there's a law of reciprocity. So they do start wanting to reach out to you. And this is our whole goal with a feminine marketing funnel is not to be cold DMing or pitching or hustling like the bros tell us, but to position ourselves so that people reach out to us. Mm -hmm. So. I connected. I ran an attraction ad. You were into it. Awesome. I just gave you a ton of value. You're engaging with it. Now we do have people reaching out to us and saying, okay, tell me more, Loved this piece. And then we move into the O, which is offering. And this is where then you invite people to a sales call or to your program or to whatever like mechanism you're using to convert people and- if you don't have one, we build it for clients. But for most of our clients who have high-ticket coaching programs, it is a consultation or a discovery call or whatever you want to call talking about whether or not you want to work with this person. So you connect, you engage, you offer. And the whole thing is this is not rocket science. You know that you need to do these things. You know you need an audience. You know you need to nurture them. You know you need to like make offers and make sales. But the way we position this, as you can see, is coming from a much more receptive mode. We have these masculine structures in place. Mm -hmm. We have ads, we have freebies, we have sales calls, but then we just lead with value. We give them the solutions they've been looking for. So we are in the receptive mode. And when you have enough new people coming in, it is a numbers game where you can crank it up to be like, okay, I know if we get X amount of followers, this is converting at X rate. How many clients do we want to spit out at the end of the month? That is the feminine marketing funnel.
0: Um, you just dropped some golden nuggets there. And anybody listening to this, if you weren't writing that shit down,
1: rewind, yeah,
0: rewind <laughs> and write this down, because what Hannah just dropped there for you is actually worth a lot of money. So that's value. I think some of the people listening to this, so I work with a lot of women who have six figures, they working towards seven, but I also work with women who are just Working towards their first six figure business or first six figures. And I know some of them are going to be listening to this and being like, well, I don't, I don't necessarily have the funds to be putting into ads. So what would you say to those people is yeah. one thing that they can be doing to get? Yeah. New and to
1: be honest, I, I like want you to like earn your way to ads anyway. So I want you to like have a proven something that does convert. I want you to like have a proven way to move people forward before you put money behind it. Again, marketing is figuring out what works and doing more of it. So ads just amplify. And honestly, if you give ads and meta shit, you're going to get shit back. Can we swear?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Have you met me? Yes, we can. But it's true. That's energy too. If you put shit energy out, you're getting shit energy back.
1: Yeah. And if you're in scarcity mode, like this ad has to work also not the right energy so we always make sure that we've run at least 100 people through any like connect engage offering sort of series of things before putting money behind it so think of yourself if you're if you don't have the cash flow right now then great you're in the testing phase and if you can work your way up to putting money behind it again it, money is just an amplifier of anything in our lives mm-hmm. so focus on building the like the basics. How can you connect with people without ads? You can share audiences. You can go manually hit connect on LinkedIn. You can host summits and have other people come and like share their email list with you. You can do like the old school thing of like knocking on doors and showing up to events and asking your network and right. How, how are you gonna get in front of new people? When I had my, when I was in San Francisco and I was just starting this out, I went to my very first mentor is Jack Canfield and I did a lot of programs with him. I know it's weird. I was like a 24 year old white girl and he was like this. He could have been my grandpa, but like, whatever success principles, they work. Success principles work. And he gave us sticky notes that just had five lines on them. And he's like every day, five people, like who are the five people you're reaching out to every single day? He knew the audience, like we need audiences and I did that and I would just five people a day, whether it was someone who liked one thing on Instagram just saying like, thank you so much. Like anyone else you know that would be interested in this, just play, play the connection game. Ads can amplify it. If you're at six figures, you probably don't have the same amount of time or energy to just go knocking on doors like that, but it works. Gotta start somewhere.
0: And even on Instagram, especially comment. If people are leaving you comments, have a conversation with them. It's the yeah. best way. It's, it always blows people away. Cause I'm like, it's actually me talking to you. Like yeah. I'm commenting back, I'm in the DMs. And that is something I will never give up. Like I won't um, yeah. send that no, to no, somebody no. else. Like it's just, that's gross. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. The, um, the other thing you can do too with Instagram. Well, what I wanted to say is, Whatever you give something is what you're going to receive back. So I literally just had a client who was like, how can we get more people to share? Like share all this good stuff, like post it, share it. I was like, do you share anyone's stuff? Oh,
0: oh. That's how you get people to do
1: it. You just start doing it. You just start commenting. You start following people. You start resharing things. And then you're in the position to receive it.
0: Yes. Yes. Because energetically, if you're not willing to do the thing, why would anybody else be willing to do the thing, right? Oh, right. that also was a golden nugget that you all need to write down.
1: <laughs> give what you wish to receive, especially when we talk about the connecting game. Yeah, yeah, and you know, to this point of not being willing to give up the DMs, and back to my like soapbox about coaches quitting coaching and their own business, which just grinds my gears, is. It's so essential to be in the conversation, to be in the lifestyle. Like I'm saying, this isn't just check the box, got an audience, now what? No, this is a relationship that we show up to. And so, Brenda, I love that you are in the DMs, you're having these conversations, and you're hearing what they want, what they don't understand, which then, okay, and this is perfect We're having this conversation, because that's what fuels your engagement piece, Mm-hmm. Again, when I was doing this wrong, I was sitting around thinking like, what could I come up with? Like, do they need to know about human design? Do they need, like, let me just pull something out of my head. But then when I got back in conversation, I started connecting. I started having more conversations. They would literally tell me, okay, Hannah, I know I'm posting all this stuff and it's not going anywhere. Oh, let me solve that problem. And create a freebie or create a video training and start sharing it. And of course, if one person's telling me they have this problem, other people have it too. So now my lifestyle, the way I show up to marketing, the connecting piece is big. But now this next piece is true for you, whatever place you're at, whether you're trying to get to six figures or you're going to seven, this is my lifestyle of marketing now. I show up to conversations with clients or with prospects right? Whether it's a market research call, a sales call, a client call, a DM with people who are ideal clients. I have those conversations. That's just what I show up for. That's my job. But then in the back of my mind, my marketing machine is going and I'm just taking note every week of the common themes or a really big breakthrough, or even me personally, like, wow, I realize I can do reels in one hour. I need to teach that right? Mm. So then at the end of the week, I document that breakthrough. And then that becomes the resource that becomes the content that becomes the thing that we share. Because I know if I'm in this, if I'm living this lifestyle, if I'm running this business, I'm five steps ahead again of some people. So I seem to remember to turn around every week and be like, Hey guys, this is what I learned. This is what's happening. And so that's what becomes like a YouTube video or a freebie or whatever resource, then we can go ahead and just give my audience and say, Hey, I feel like this is probably going to resonate with you because I'm in it. I'm not just making things up.
0: Yes. Oh, so good. And I feel like that's a big part of, because you talk a lot about how to set yourself up for flow in business. I feel like that is all a big part of what flow actually is for people is being present and being in it and not being afraid to say like hey hey man I'm I'm over here I'm in it I just did a freaking story this morning I was walking it's snowing we have aggressive snowflakes I call them because they stick to my eyelashes (laughs) I'm like I can't see
1: you like need sunglasses and windshield wipers (laughs) on your sunglasses yeah and I was
0: like listen man this is spiral season it's January it's gloomy here people get in spirals I've been in a spiral And I find when I have these conversations, I'm like, look, I'm in it. That's what helps people relate to me. Also because they're like, holy shit, she's a real person. Like all of these beautifully curated Instagram feeds and all of the things I think is a lot of what causes the comparison stuff, but also it's bullshit.
1: Like it's not real. And I mean, I don't know if, this was live, but back to our conversation about AI, like we are, as humans are just becoming such good BS sniffers. Mm -hmm. And this is also why we're doing so much more video is because AI can spit out content. We have no shortage of content or posts. So this goes back to like, don't post just to post, right? Showing up with a solution, showing up with intention. And a lot of times we can't plan six months ahead, like what's the launch gonna be or what's the big deal gonna be? We've I've committed and what we're doing at the feminine marketing boutique is an evergreen marketing lifestyle and that we live our lives, we learn lessons. I don't know what breakthrough I'm gonna have in March. Stay tuned. I hope you're along for the ride. I hope we rise together and that we have this structure so that we can rinse and repeat content creation, marketing touch points, getting things out into the world. But then the essence, the feminine energy, the learnings, the divine downloads, all of that has a place to go now. So I don't have to force myself to know the answers. Again, like I say, like plan my breakthroughs. I just know, okay, Fridays, I reflect on the breakthroughs. I record it and I put it into our system. And this is how marketing becomes a lifestyle. I'm in my zone of genius. I'm sharing what I've learned. I know it's going to resonate with you because I'm just over here solving the same problems you have. We're in this And together. the energy
0: behind it, you just have such fun, kind of like very expansive energy. And I think that was one of the things that I really liked about you when I started watching you. <laughs> I was like, okay, she's actually showing up in this energy and she's showing up and actually having fun. So I love how you're calling it like a lifestyle. Because yeah. it really is,
1: and I so many people get me wrong, and I don't want that. To, I don't want like marketing as a lifestyle to be a soundbite, because it's just that I have the systems in place. Like I wake up and I go to seven a.m. boot camp. Like that's just like I wake up and do it. My shoes are by the door, right? Like same. Like we have maybe you check Slack. Like you just you do it because it's part of what you do. This isn't about becoming married to the algorithm or documenting your kid's breakfast. This is just about being having a system. People like that's the, yeah,
0: I know.
1: <laughs> it's not about that. It's not about that. It's about having a system in place so that I can show up and shine in my zone of genius, document it in an educational way. That's going to serve my audience and have new people coming in vibing with me, learning and building that reciprocity bias. That is like, I've been watching you. You said something that really helped. I've been wondering about that for two years because I'm just being honest and I'm sharing the things that I'm learning on my journey. And I have the systems to actually get them IRL which is a really clunky piece for a lot of coaches and creatives and visionaries, the actual like real life thing of things. So I think you have a question for me about like, how do we set up for flow? Cause I'm telling you, this is what it looks like. Like it's just part of my weekly routine. So we do need the masculine structures. And for me, that is in the form of team. Now, I definitely learned in some points of scaling that I went for a person when I probably could have gone for a process. So I want everyone to be like, take this question away too. It's like when people talk about delegating, they'll say, just don't do it or just give it to someone else when there's like this third option of documenting. So there's three Ds you can do when you don't want to do something. One, delete it. Just don't do it and see what happens. That was like me with no social media for a year. Just delete. Let's see what happens. The second one is to delegate it. I also tried delegating my social media and giving it to a VA or a social media manager and that didn't work. Then the third thing would be to document. And so how can you create document or process or a system so that it doesn't rely on a hire or yourself. So everyone write that question down if you want to get something off of your plate. Do I need a system or a person for this. I learned for a lot of the stuff that I want to do and the way that I want us to show up is that I do want humans. I want that like real touch through our funnel. And I do want real people to brainstorm and like have like business thought partnerships like in it with me, not just, okay, I'm doing the tasks in Asana. So having a team was the way that I went and I decided to hire experts, people who I didn't have to like train but people who had already fixed this problem and could bring their expertise into my business. So I even, one of my first hires was a copywriter because remember I was my own bottleneck. I was doing a bunch of copywriting. So I hired a copywriter who was better than me. Yes, it was more expensive, but it saved me so much time not having to train someone or hold their hand or like go back to kindergarten. This is how we write a sentence She brought so much momentum and she brought so much genius that we just started to like rise faster. There was like an exponential growth of having that expert join the team. And I've done the same thing, even with VAs, like I don't pay hourly. I don't hire people overseas. I get people who are here and invested and I, I don't pay hourly because I pay per client, which mm-hmm. is also a hack when it comes to cash flow paying like per work or per project or per client. So you don't get into hourly or salary, which just yep. goes really fast. Um, and so having these people come in and say, okay, Hannah, we need a system for your email marketing. Yeah, great. I'm just doing it. and It's taking time. Tell me, show me. I had to be willing to be, you know, like not the boss, but do you see what I'm saying? Like I had to be willing to be coachable in the way that my team was going to move me forward. So now I have people who, okay, so you heard my job. My job is to document the wins or learnings and record a video about it. Then I send that video to my copywriter who makes it an email and makes captions for social media. Then I send it to my video editor who chops them up. And honestly, I am like, am I that girl? Like they send me back these like YouTube thumbnails and I'm like, Very good. (laughs) That looks great. Thank you for making me look so much more professional than I feel. Um, And then I send those two elements, the video and the copywriting then goes to my VA who puts it out and they all have a sauna and it's just what we do. We have a system. Everyone does their job Monday through Friday. And so the things that I'm recording this Friday, you all will see in like two weeks. So that's how I set up myself for flow by having team and some structures in place. So I show up shine and then they get, yeah, that's the process.
0: I'm sitting over here speechless. This episode, this whole entire episode, people, you're going to literally want to keep coming back to this and listen. She's literally told you how to build a business. Yes. In less than an hour. She's told you all of it and how to do it from a place of, expansive energy and not like being all constricted and contracted. And I think it's so interesting listening to you talk about all this stuff, because I think one of the things that people also run into that limits them is they're only showing up when they have something to sell
1: or they feel like it. Yes. Yes. So inconsistent when you are, I, me too. Like I'm super consistent with working out and having my smoothie in the morning, but even though I'm a marketer and even though I know the importance of this, it is very easy to go back to the, like, I don't have the right vibes today. I don't want to talk about like not now. And then you go a year and you're not on social media. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and we don't recommend that. I know that you're also in the process of up-leveling, you're scaling towards seven figures. It's very exciting. Obviously you've explained how you're expanding your marketing efforts and your systems, but how are you, what are you doing to expand your energetic capabilities? Because to be able to reach that next level, you have to be able to hold the energy of that bigger amount of money.
1: Yeah. Okay. Once again, it goes back to team and systems, even for mindset. So one of the things that we do inside of our boutique, our marketing boutique with our VIPs is we have a Slack channel called Vortex. And every single day clients are expected to share their joys. This is not like even just marketing or like I got a million dollars or a big sales call. This is just like every day we're holding them accountable for being at the resonance of joy the highest emotion on the emotional guidance scale, where we're our most magnetic, where we're our most receptive for downloads and breakthroughs. And so I implemented this in our business because I did this for two years with my own energy coach where every single day I was just like sharing my wins. And sometimes it was like, I ate lunch early or my oatmeal was awesome. And like, it's not even about the accomplishment or the numbers. It's truly just about like, what did you do today? That is joyful. And we share that. And when you share it in community and it's witnessed, this is when we start to see actual transformation. So when we just do the mindset work journaling for hours, like that is not as productive as being witnessed in your transformational journey. It's like when you start to lose weight and you're like, oh, I'm like noticing little things. Like I feel tighter. I feel good. And then it's like eight weeks later, your uncle is like, did you get a haircut? And you're like, no, I lost 15 pounds. Think, you know, like right? Like there's so much happening inside and like we can maybe start to feel the things, but it's when it starts to get recognized and reflected back to us. Like we're just enforcing the mindset growth by having the vortex and simply sharing a joy. A lot of our clients end up like sending paragraphs and emojis and that's amazing, but we have to make it just like we're, we're doing something joyful every day. And that came from working with an energy coach for over two years and getting that practice in place for myself, and then seeing, again, that solved a lot of my belief problems. So now I need to give that solution to my people. Everything I have and I learn, I just turn around and figure out, okay, they're going to need this too, right? So having an energy coach who I connect with every single day has been huge. And now having trained my team to play the same game and my clients to play the same game, this means that you know some of the people i work with brenda we are in a joy bubble playing the law of attraction energy game all the time yeah hard stuff happens for example we just had a client who has been with us for over a year and as i was telling her about where we're going this is how we do things now she said no and i really thought she was going to be a yes because she's been really on track with us in a lot of things and the no came through on like a Friday evening when I was with my family. It probably shouldn't have been on Slack, but I was traveling and I was like, oh, just make sure there's no fires. And I got this no. And I was just like, "Ooh, not what I wanted. Negativity bias. Yes, I can get nine yeses, but that one no just stinks, right? Mm-hmm. So I have emotional authority in human design. So I know I have to give myself 24 hours and things will get better. And it did. And by the time I was sharing it with my team on Monday, they also were in the like, oh, Hannah, everything is working out for us. Like, because I role model and I give them all the things I'm doing, like vacation, like the vortex, like how, what if this were easy? I'm just like reflecting that back to them. And now I get held accountable by my own team, by my own clients to say, we're playing this abundance mindset game. So... That's some of it. And it, again, you can just see how it's not a program. It's not a boot camp. It's not like an injection. It's just how we support each other and truly believing we rise together and that the universe has our back and all the woo woo things are not crazy. They're science.
0: They are science. And it is literally about having faith in yourself and the things you're creating and doing and who you're being. It's yeah. faith. When you have unwavering faith that everything is working out yeah it does because your subconscious mind literally starts to look for proof and evidence of all of the amazing things happening around you whereas if you look at it like oh what could go wrong yeah Stop, stop saying that stop asking yourself what what's the worst thing that could happen shift it what is the best thing that can happen and that's what you're doing you're like what's the best thing that can come from this
1: Yes. Yes. And so I was just thinking, because I feel like I'm, I've been doing this for a long time. Okay. Like in hindsight, it's easy. Everyone around me is on my joy train and we all just, you know, cheer each other on. Um, so I did mention having an energy coach, much like yourself, Brenda, who helps me, she's more focused on human design, but like just helps me like catch these beliefs in real time and reprogram. Like, why am I thinking that a no is a bad thing? Remember this is just creating space for the new, of course we need new energy in here, like bless and release. Thank you so much next. Right. Is what I needed to come back to. So having practiced it with an energy coach, these practices, like the vortex and this walk that I take in the evening, I'm just like, what would I do differently? Having the team that's high vibe and aligned. And I went through a team that wasn't. Okay. So don't just think you're going to pick some unicorn on your first like job posting or your first hire, like be committed to having, being surrounded by world-class people. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have cheerleaders on your team and you have energy vampires, they need to go yesterday. They need to go yesterday. The other thing is the morning routine. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs talk about this and there's a reason, because they work. So if you're sick of hearing about it and you don't have a morning routine, just get on the train and carve out some time for something that fills up your cup. And my morning routine is always changing. In my year without social media, I did a lot of reading other women's marketing stories and business books and Queen's Code. I would just spend time being in their energy and their beliefs through their books. But meditating, moving my body, journaling, just all the things that I can do to get myself in that bubble of faith, like you said. And faith is all about believing before you see it. Yes. Creating the space to envision it, to journal it, to read about people who are ahead of you. That's how I've been building my faith in a more like practical, maybe you can do this too kind of advice way.
0: (laughs) I uh, the morning thing is very important and it's finding a morning routine that works for you just because Hannah does Hannah things or just because Brenda does Brenda things doesn't mean you all need to do those find what works for you. I think yeah. the challenges, especially in bro marketing There's a lot of like, you got a cold plunge and then do this and then do that and then do this and then do that. It's like, no, fuck, find something that works for you and feels good. Years ago, I made the decision that I was not going to start seeing clients until one o'clock in the afternoon because the mornings I want to be able to dawdle. I want to be able to go to nature. I want to have my breakfast. I want to do my meditation. That to me is part of what set me up for the success that I experienced is that my, I even had somebody, she sent me a message. She's like, listen, I know your mornings are sacred to you, but I wanted to throw this off route. I'm having a mastermind group. I'm like, you know what? Love that you thought of me, but no, it's not a fit because my mornings are really sacred to me.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah. I think it's important for people to find what works for them. Yeah
1: yeah, and and like permission for it to evolve because I used to be like, I used to really protect my mornings, especially when I was writing a lot. Um, but now I found this gym that I go to at seven am. And when I'm back at eight thirty, I'm like, all right, let's go. I'm talking to the people. Like I have to get up earlier to do my meditation. But again, like you said, like it's fluid, be willing to experiment. And know that like with marketing, it's going to change. Like our lives are going to change. It's just the willingness to like show up, hold the space, the how, the exact what is going to evolve. But I think the big thing that I'm hearing in like the through line of this is how do we set up our minds and our schedules to support the becoming? Mm -hmm. to support the process goals, to be on the path every single day and shift out of this, okay, hurry up. And this is going to be the year I chase numbers and I watch the screen go up and down, but rather I show up this way. I take care of myself. I protect the mornings. I live in my zone of genius.
0: And understanding we can make different choices every second of every day. And it's even listening to your story and how you've pivoted and done all the things we get to do things differently. I don't coach the way I coached five years ago. And honestly, if, if there was a coach, who's like, I do the exact same things I did five years ago. I'd say run away from that person.
1: I always think of like a kindergarten teacher. Like, how can you just do the same thing every year for 30 years? And like, when I see entrepreneurs, like still talking about the same thing, I'm like, you would be a great kindergarten teacher. I This is not me.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's wild. I've even had this I'll call it a realization lately about the becoming thing. And I just recorded a podcast about this. It's like, we're always talking about becoming that next version of us or the highest potential version of us. And I think there's a flaw in that because if you look at the energy, if you're constantly in the becoming, you're never going to be. And so we have to stop telling ourselves that we're working on becoming and recognize that everything happens in our mind first. And we just are, that person is already here. We're just taking different actions. So that's a whole nother can of worms we could open. But like, that's a realization I've had lately. And I got it in the forest walking around. I was like, that's that's flawed. We're chasing. If you're constantly looking to become, we're chasing. And I'm not saying personal growth isn't important. And I'm not saying you don't have to grow and do new things, that's important. It's the way we frame it in our mind. I cannot even begin to thank you enough for this conversation. This is, this whole entire episode is gold. And before I let you go, there's a question I always ask everyone, which is what does having a limitless life mean for you?
1: Well, for me, it means getting out of my own way because I think I am my only limit, right? Um, I know Like I can see my limitless life with my beach house and my raving fans and my growing team and the spaciousness that like just possibility lives in for me. But I think living a limitless life for me just means about continuing to get out of my own way because I've really learned that I am my only limit recently.
0: Mm, And I feel like we all are our own limits. I love that. And for those of you listening and she's talking about her beach house, she actually does live in her beach house in Mexico. That's something you've manifested in oh,
1: like a 30 minute drive to the beach. I'm in my dream. I'm in, I'm in this version of this was the dream three years ago. Oh my gosh. Straight off of the vision board in Merida, Mexico. And we have to take our dream car. I mean, we have a car with all these great things, but I also want an additional home that has white sand around it.
0: Love it. It's cut. It's already here. It's coming. Yeah. Like, it's here. You've yeah, already created yeah. it in your mind. So I love that. Hannah. Both
1: stories, I can give you a tour if you wanted. Yes. Oh my God.
0: <laughs> this has been such a good episode. Thank you so much. I know how busy you are. So I really appreciate your time. Ditto, Queen. Thank you.